Hello, friends, and welcome to a brand new edition of Drunk Discussions with Ocho. It has been a hot minute, and I will get into why I've been on a bit of a hiatus lately in just a sec. And as far as what's being discussed on this week's episode, I think I'm just going back to the old tried and tested reacting to videos on YouTube. So without further ado, let's get this shit started. That's right, friends. Drunk Discussions is back in your life. And like I said off of the top there, I did take a bit of a hiatus for about a month or so. Essentially, I finally, after, I don't know, what, two years into this pandemic now, I finally caught COVID. It finally caught up to me. And then I ended up losing my voice for about a week and a half. And, I mean, that wasn't from the COVID. That was just from something else completely unassociated with COVID. And on top of that, not to bring the mood down or anything, but I I have been dealing with some depression. And I just... So on, on top of also having COVID... And, and and losing my voice. I just haven't been in any condition to record as of late. So I've taken a bit of a break. But I am back. And I do want to say that if there is anybody out there that is dealing with depression or any sort of mental health issues, please, please get help. Talk to somebody. There are people out there who who will be there for you, who will listen to you. Sometimes it's easy to forget that. Sometimes it's hard to believe that that was the that was the state that I was in. And if it hadn't have been for somebody calling to do a welfare check on me and sending EMS to to my place to to do a welfare check, I don't I don't know what would have happened. But just having EMS sent to to do a welfare check and just talking to the uh, emergency services guys for like half an hour that just that definitely like lifted a huge burden off of my shoulders so it it does it does help to talk and like i said it there are people out there who are willing to listen and sometimes it is easy to forget that sometimes it's hard to believe it but it's true so if you are feeling down right now going through some tough times reach out to somebody and uh, I, I hope you're able to pull through it. With that out of the way, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to bring down the mood. This episode, I'm, like I said, I'm probably sticking to the tried and tested review, or sorry, I always call them reviews, but really what I'm doing is I'm actually more reacting to videos that I watch on YouTube, and we're going to do that tonight. My buddy Krups wanted to join me on this episode. But I don't know what's going on with that. So I'll have Krups on at another point sometime down the road. 
because he was text messaging me and I told him that I was about to record a podcast. So if I didn't respond to his messages, that's why. And then he messaged me in all caps saying that he wanted to be on the podcast. And I told him he's welcome on. And unless I missed a text from him, I told him you can come on if you want. He said, really? I'm like, yeah. And then I said, one of our friends that that we know has been on twice and then that's pretty much the last message that I got from from Krups. So I don't think Krups will be joining me tonight, which is why we're just going to go with YouTube reaction videos. But of course, I do quickly want to get the plugs in. So if you're listening to this podcast, obviously you already know where to find it. But I would greatly appreciate it if you told your friends where they can listen to this podcast if, if you enjoy this podcast, that is. If you don't enjoy this podcast, then you don't have to tell your friends shit. But if you do enjoy this podcast, I'd greatly appreciate it if you spread it via word of mouth. Let your friends know that this podcast is available on most major podcasts and platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and of course, the main source of uploading is podbeandrunkdiscussions.podbean.com. I'm sure we're available on other podcasts and platforms as well, but those are the big ones that we're definitely on. You can also follow the show on social medias at DrunkDPodcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok or Facebook.com backslash DrunkDiscussions. If you want to help support the show financially, I would greatly appreciate that. You don't have to, but there's a couple of ways you can do so. You can go to paypal.me backslash DrunkDiscussions. You can go to patreon.com backslash drunk discussions. I'm working on rebuilding the Patreon page because it's it got temporarily suspended when the show went on hiatus. So I just have to reactivate it and everything. So I'm in the process of getting that done. But once that's up, you can definitely support us on Patreon or you can buy some merch. Wear the show loud, wear the show proud. Put it on your chest with a t-shirt or a hoodie. We've got hoodies too. Go to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash drunk discussions. I think there's a sale coming up soon. Well, as of this recording, there's a sale coming up soon. By the time it releases, I don't know if the sale will be on or not. But just keep checking back on shop.spreadshirt.com backslash drunk discussions and just check for, for future sales on the merchandise. And I also do want to give a plug to somebody else. They're not an official sponsor of the show, but if they would like to sponsor the show, I would be more than happy to to have them on as a sponsor. MPOW. They make headphones, earbuds, phone accessories, chargers. You can check them out by going to xmpow.com. That's xmpow.com. I discovered them during the first wave of the quarantine for COVID back in 2020. I needed some headphones because the ones that I had died on me, just stopped working. I don't know what I did. I think I might have dropped them and fucked something up on the inside of them. I don't remember, but I I bought some I bought some headphones off of Amazon from a company I wasn't familiar with, and it ended up being MPOW headphones. And I thought the headphones were great. I really, really enjoy them. They're comfortable. 
And then I need it to get a pair of headphones with a headset mic as well. So again, I ordered off Amazon. Didn't look at the company name. Once they arrived, again, it just happened to be an MPAL branded headphone. And again, the comfort was great. I I enjoyed the like it was just it was just like a headset that I needed with a mic for for phone calls and stuff during during COVID. And I I thought it worked great for what I needed it for. And so I decided to go to MPOW's actual website to see the other products that they offered. And I'm not a big earbud guy. I've never been a big earbud guy. I've always loathed earbuds. I've always been over the ears headphones. But I was looking looking at MPOW's website, like I said, just to see what other products they they offered. And I was looking at their, their earbuds. And one of them caught my my eyes, and I decided to buy them and try them out because at the time it was on sale, and I absolutely loved it. It became my favorite pair of earbuds ever. They were comfortable. They stayed in my ear, which I've always had a problem with with earbuds staying in my ears. But I I absolutely love these ones. So I just I'm a big big fan of of MPOW headphones. Like I said, they also have accessories and stuff. I've yet to try their accessories, their chargers, or 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 their tri. They have tripods and stuff too, so you can buy tripods for your phones to make TikTok videos and stuff. Again, go to xmpow.com, xmpow.com. Not an official sponsor. I just really enjoy their products, and if they want to sponsor the show, I ain't gonna say no. Hashtag sponsor me, mpow, and. The drink of choice tonight is we're going back to Black Fly Vodka Coolers Crushed Orange. Might have some Wellington's Hell's Yeah Lager later, maybe a Corona, but I grabbed a couple of Black Flies to get started. And again, if you're not familiar with the drinking game, anytime, excluding right now because I'm explaining the rules, but anytime I say the phrase really strong, take a drink of whatever you have in front of you. I understand that people are dealing with sobriety. People have had drinking problems in the past that that they've gotten past. Some people just have never drank and don't drink in general in, in terms of alcoholic beverages. So that's fine. Totally get that. It does not have to be an alcoholic beverage. But if you do want to play, anytime I say really strong, just take a drink of whatever drink you happen to have in front of you. With that, let's get on with the show. I'm probably just going to do reactions to the 80s Commercial Vault channel, but I'm going to quickly scroll through YouTube here, see if anything else catches my eye to react to. And as I do that, I am thinking of starting video podcasts again. Before the show went on hiatus and before Sean left the show to move back to Saskatchewan, we had just started doing video podcasts. And I haven't done it since, but I recently got my internet updated, so it should be better for for recording recording videos and stuff. When I tell you my internet before was slow, like, it was fucking slow. Like, on a good day, when I did a speed test for my internet, my megabits per second were, like, three to four. Like, it was bad. 
now my megabits per second now that i've got my internet updated and and switched over to to a much faster internet service my megabits per second is like around 18 19 still not the greatest i mean it could be far better but definitely better than what i was working with before more than four times better than what i was it's like anywhere between four to six times better than what i was dealing with before so so like i said i i might now now that i have better internet connection i may decide to start doing some video podcasts again but let's see what videos youtube has to offer 20 things you didn't know about star trek for the voyage home why fredo was stepped over in favor of michael the ruined legacy of game of thrones do you still care i don't know i might i might do that star trek one before we get into some 80s commercials yeah you know what it's only it's only about 10 and a half minutes so let's do, let's start off with 20 things you didn't know about Star Trek 4 The Voyage Home. This should be really strong. Frogger, Cicerelli, Samuelson. The dirtiest player of all time is Shorzy. 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 Though now and forever it will be known in our hearts as the one with the whales, we are legally required to call it by its released name. With that being said, I am Sean Ferrick for Trek Culture, and here are 20 things you didn't know about Star Trek IV The Voyage Home, Part 1. Alright, give it 20. to me. The models wait, were so wait, good. Wait. Part 1, so that means that there's at least, I mean, assuming that they do 20 in each part... There's going to be a part two, or are they just doing 10 in each one and doing part one, 20 to 11 and part two, 20 to one? Because I'll be really disappointed if it's if it's if it's the latter. So let me let's get through this and, and see if it's 20 to 11 or one set of top 20 and then possibly another set of top 20. Animal rights groups complained. It must be so gratifying as a model maker to know that your creation is so effective that people believe you are being cruel to animals. Just what? to get a perfect shot. This is exactly what happened after the release of Star Trek 4. Animal no rights activists complained about wild, something in the 80s? Color me decided that animatronic whales would have to be used instead. These would consist of several models. Save the whales was a huge thing in the 80s. Ease. So yeah, I'm not shocked that, that, that Gracie were roughly four feet um, long, fully Activists got involved in with this skin. one. The manufacturer of this rubber advised the crew not to push it too far. For example, on a flexibility scale, underwater of one to a hundred, they advised not to go beyond fifteen. The crew, Let me to their delight, pushed it to seventeen, and the models were sound interesting. Shot. This is exactly what happened after the release of Star Trek 4. As there was no opportunity of filming humpback whales in the wild, or at least not to the extent needed for the film, Nimoy decided that animatronic whales would have to be used instead. These would consist of several models, and part thereof, which could be manipulated with relative ease. The models used for the long shots of George and Gracie were roughly four feet long, fully animated and covered in a rubber skin. The manufacturer of this rubber advised the crew not to push it too far. For example, on a flexibility scale, underwater, of 
1 to 100, they advised not to go beyond 15. The crew, to their delight, pushed it to 70, and the models worked perfectly. For the scenes showing the massive tails <laughs> of, of the crew was breaking the water, these of were course. fitted to a rig that rose really strong move on the part tank, of the crew. which lifted the tail and allowed it to slap down, giving it that sense of power you can see in the film. Number 19. The iconic shot under the bridge went through several revisions. FX cameraman Pat Sweeney was tasked with creating the shot of the bird of prey swooping down from space and crossing oh, okay. under the Golden I, Gate I Bridge. First, they filmed now. the actual bridge in San Francisco, compositing in clouds and storm effects. This allowed the sense of scale that is shown in the film. Then, they created a model of the bridge that would allow them to film up close. A forced perspective fooled the audience into believing that this shot was also of the real bridge while this was filmed in a studio tank. The actual shot of the ship swooping under presented a larger problem. Initially, a remote-controlled model was to be flown underneath. Sweeney knew that this would be the signature shot of the film, so it had to be done right. To his dismay, the model simply wasn't performing the way that they needed it to. He decided that the only Sounds option was to right? film it separately and, via motion control, composite the shots together. This allowed the epic image of a Klingon bird of prey to be seen hitting the waters of San Francisco's bay. Number 18. The Space Shuttle Challenger and the Dedication on January 28, 1986, the Space Shuttle Challenger disintegrated 73 seconds into its 10th flight, killing all seven occupants aboard. Harv Bennett decided that including the dedication was essential in keeping with the spirit of the film. The Sorry, let me go back and read the dedication there. So the dedication, if you haven't seen the movie, the dedication says, The cast and crew of Star Trek wish to dedicate this film to the men and women of the Spaceship Challenger whose courageous spirit shall live to the 23rd century and beyond. Of course, Star Trek took place in the 23rd century. With the spirit of the film, the explosion was in the public mind, not simply because it was watched live by the nation, but also because the flight had contained a civilian school teacher, Krista McAuliffe, who was part of the mission as a payload specialist. Number 17. They took Star Trek out of the title to help promote the film overseas. Why? As part of the marketing for the film, promotional material, including TV spots, trailers and posters, were redesigned to make the connection to Star Trek as a franchise less obvious. The producers wanted to avoid the clash that had caused a financial hit on Star Trek III The Search for Spock. Outside of North America, Star Trek III had clashed with Ghostbusters, pulling in barely $10 million. With this film being another sequel, the title was switched around. Rather than being called Star Trek IV The Voyage Home, it was instead referred to as The Voyage Home, Star Trek 4. It was a gamble that paid off. Until the release of Star Trek 2009, it was the highest... So, I mean, te technically, technically, they didn't take Star Trek out. They just switched it around and made The Voyage Home a much larger font with Star Trek 4 a much smaller font underneath. So, they technically didn't at least from the posters that they're shown in this video so technically they didn't remove the name star trek they just put a heavier emphasis on on the title of the of the movie the voyage home Rather than being called Star Trek IV The Voyage Home, it was instead referred to as The Voyage Home Star Trek IV. It was a gamble that paid off. Until the release of Star Trek 2009, it was the highest grossing Trek film in the franchise. While the motion picture had done well in terms of box office receipts, the, the spiraling cost of Star the budget had negated Fuck many of the gains. God Star Trek IV had managed you. to keep the budget on target. J. J. Abrams Therefore, in the face. it was he deemed a far Star greater Trek success in the long run. It was due to this film's success that Star Trek Phase II gained new traction. 
Number 16. Star Trek IV directly resulted in the next generation getting the green light. Star Trek IV was a roaring success at the box office, taking in over $100 million. In 2022, that equates to roughly $250 million. This led Paramount Pictures to believe that... Yeah, and $100 million was like big back in the 80s. Like 86 to hit that number, that, that was big. The time was right to begin work on another television series so as to capitalize on the success. Before Star Trek The Motion Picture was made, Star Trek Phase 2 had failed to gain traction. While much of that series would be adapted into the first film, with costumes and sets like finding Marvel, themselves phase reused, one, phase several two, of the scripts phase themselves would be adapted to fit the second live-action Star Trek series. Star Trek The Next Generation debuted in 1987 with Encounter at Farpoint. This was made while Star Trek V The Final Frontier was in production, which allowed DeForest Kelly to cameo in the pilot. Having said that, many of the original series cast were less than enthused to hear that Paramount Pictures was looking to take the franchise in another direction. Spiraling cost of salaries played its part in this, as well as a clause in William Shatner's contract that received even more scrutiny during production of Star Trek IV. Yeah, but I mean, really, how many more movies could they have made? Like, Star Trek was a TV show, yet yeah, it only lasted three seasons, the original series. And then they did the animated series, which I think lasted one season. But you can't just keep making movies of Star Trek. I mean, technically you could have, but originally you were going to have to replace the cast anyways. At the time, it just made more sense to do a whole new TV series and, and just bridge the, the Star Trek universes together. Number 15. William Shatner cost the film $2 million and the reins to Star Trek V The Final Frontier. <laughs> the pure nightmare of, of many Trekkies hearts, or as it's also known, Star Trek V The Final Frontier, was founded in part on Star Trek IV. When the original series was still on the air, William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy had their lawyers draft a favoured nation's clause in their contracts. This meant that whatever one actor would receive, the other must also. Though this initially referred to the actors' salaries, it would come under the spotlight on Star Trek IV particularly. First, Shatner demanded $2 million to appear in the film. As Kirk was essential to the plot, this demand was agreed by the producers. However, Star Trek IV was Nimoy's second time in the director's chair. This led to the promise that William Shatner could direct Star Trek V. Though he would later admit that this was a poor decision on almost all fronts, it was enough to convince him to return for the film. Thus, Admiral Kirk leads the mission back in time to save the whales, though it would still be the first time a starring cast member would direct a film, as Nimoy had only been a supporting member on Star Trek III. Number 14. Reuse props and keep the budget down. Star Trek IV both continued and began the process Shatner's of reusing props got in to the keep the budget under wraps. One of the on new items one. made for the film, that of the pool table that is visible in Starfleet headquarters, would go on to become the main table seen in engineering in all seven seasons of Star Trek The Next Generation. However, that was not all. The USS Saratoga, shown in the opening scene of the film, is a redress of the filming model of the USS Reliant from Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. The bridge set itself was a dress of the bridge of the USS Grissom from Star Trek III. That set was a redress of the bridge of the Enterprise 1701 from the motion picture The Wrath of Khan and the Search for Spock. There were many other props that were reused in the film, including half of the screens on the Bird of Prey, yet remains the pool table that's the most easily recognizable to most. Fucking ads. This game, you're not ready for it. Okay, let me, let me rewind today. that a little bit because of the ad interrupting. 
Grissom from Star Trek 3, that set was a redress of the bridge of the Enterprise Those 1701 really from the motion picture The Wrath of Khan and The Search for Spock. There were many other props that were reused in the film, including half of the screens on The Bird of Prey, yet remains the pool table that's the most easily recognisable to most Trekkies today. Number 13. Farewell, Christine Chapel. Major Barrett Roddenberry appeared in Star Trek IV The Voyage Home as Commander Christine Chapel. She's stationed at Starfleet Headquarters and can be seen on comms attempting to ensure that the limited resources Earth has left be left to medical requirements. She would later appear non-speaking in the Federation Chamber during the trial of Admiral Kirk and his crew. Barrett Roddenberry had been absent from Star Trek II and III because, in her words, Gene Roddenberry had not been involved in those films. A scene was written for Star Trek IV which would have had her exchange a few lines with Sarek when the latter arrived for the trial. This scene was excised from the script, which in turn almost deleted Chapel from the film. Barrett Roddenberry later recalled that she was glad to be involved at all, as Chapel had never been a popular character among fans and crew alike. It would be the final time that the character would appear in Star Trek, played by Majel Barrett Roddenberry. Christine Chapel will return for Star Trek Strange New Worlds, this time played by Jess Bush. Number 12. Hikaru Ooh. Sulu and Akira Sulu were Jess Bush. Somebody I'm unfamiliar with, but the 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 screenshots provided in the video definitely look like Margot Robbie. I was I was about to say, oh, Margot Robbie's going to be in a in a Star Trek before they announce the actual actress. So I don't know, not somebody I'm familiar with, but best of luck to her. To meet on the streets of San Francisco. An idea was pitched to Harv Bennett by George Takei during the scripting process. The film establishes that Sulu was born in San Francisco, which in turn leads to a fateful run-in with an ancestor. Sulu, while walking with Scotty and McCoy, would bump into a child who would address him speaking in Japanese. The scene was slated for filming, but the filmmakers ran into a roadblock with the child they had chosen to play the part. He was not a professional actor and his mother was on set as well. This led to the young boy becoming very nervous and the footage that was captured was deemed unusable. Takei was crushed by losing this scene as he felt that though short, it gave a little more insight into Sulu's character and backstory. The scene does remain in Vonda McIntyre's novelization of the film, which is where the name Akira Sulu originated. Number 11. The spinning basketball was realized in camera, but had to be fixed in post. The whale probe in the film. I mean, it would have been interesting to get that Sulu interaction. But in the grand scheme of things, I honestly don't think most fans would care. Sorry, Sulu. I just really don't think most most fans would care about Sulu meeting Akira. So, I mean, it would have it would have been interesting. Definitely would like to see some some footage released at some point as a as a special feature on something if they still have that footage but yeah in the grand scheme of things probably most people wouldn't care about that being in the movie film is distinctive in its simplicity. A cylinder of immense size, the only identifying feature for which end is which is where the sphere descends from its belly, turning this way and that. Industrial Light and Magic were tasked with bringing this model to life. First, the skin of the probe was painted so that it would resemble a whale's blubber, and then it was lit with various halogen lights and tubes. The sphere that descended was attached with halogen bulbs as well, but there were issues with both parts of the model. First, the cylinder itself did not come up well on film. This was repainted black, then pockmarked during the 
the reshoot. The Sphere presented a bigger problem for the filmmakers who, despite their initial intention, weren't able to capture it in the way they wanted on screen. The hue of the Sphere came up slightly orange, which made it look, for all intents and purposes, like a spinning basketball. Every shot of the probe subsequently needed to be fixed in post, which was the exact thing ILM had hoped to avoid. And that's everything for our first part of this list. Please don't forget to check back in for part two. Please don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Just so you know, we are at about 175,000 subscribers and we are hoping for 200 by summer. With your help, we can get there. So hit that subscribe button, folks. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us over on Twitter at Trek Culture. You can catch myself at Sean Ferrick on Twitter as well. I will be back very soon with the next 10 items on this list. Until then, you live long and prosper and you look after yourself. Thanks. Okay, yeah. So they they did break the top twenty into into two parts. It wasn't part one of twenty, and then a second part of twenty. Uh, I think I'm gonna leave you guys in suspense and do the second round of the top uh, of the top twenty on another episode. So we'll call this one a cliffhanger, and we are gonna do some. Retro 80s commercials, maybe even some retro 70s commercials. Ooh, there's uh, there's some 90s ones. There's uh, uh, how can I how can I put this politely on this on this podcast? How can I make this description really strong? There's a thumbnail for 80s commercials volume 897, and it looks like the. It's, it's a thumbnail of a woman, and it looks like she's laying down, receiving some, some oral pleasure. That's the best way I can describe that. I'm going to assume it's a hair commercial, but it's done a really strong job of piquing my interest. So that's the one we're going to go with. When cold, dry weather gets the best of your skin, get wind of new Seabreeze Moisture Lotion. Seabreeze Moisture Lotion. We're on a ski resort and snow is just falling on all these men as a hot chick walks by and they're all staring at her. And it's actually as she's walking by that a gust of wind blows and is blowing the snow on all these men looking at her. Oh, but she's got a boyfriend that she's meeting at the ski resort for dinner. Seabreeze Moisturizer. What's have to do with beautiful hair? Listen, at Pantene, we've strung a bow with hair that's not had the right got a woman playing a violin. that's had Pantene care. Listen. Pantene. It's healthier, stronger. I think it's now Pantene Pro-V, isn't it? from the inside out. Pantene shampoos and conditioners give you hair so glowingly healthy you can see and even hear the difference. And the difference is beautiful. Pantene at fine department stores. Pantene available at Macy's. I don't know what this commercial is that's about to start. Because I just paused it as I was looking up Pantene. But there's a woman in, in in an office in a blazer wearing a giant button that just says VIP. <laughs> Doesn't say VIP of what? Doesn't say if it's like something political. Just a just a vi- pardon me. Just a giant button that says VIP. Okay, so Pantene. 
Pantene is still the name of the company. Pantene Pro-V is just their two-in-one shampoo product. So I thought it completely changed to Pantene Pro-V, but Pantene Pro-V is just the product. So not really strong memory on my part. All right, let's restart this commercial with the woman wearing the VIP button. Teen at fine department stores. Teen, the difference is beautiful. So, how's it feel to be a VIP? That's VIP, as in very important person. Emporium Capital's having a store-wide sale just for people like me. Oh? Sure, I can get a new dress, silk blouse, handbags, a leather jacket for Bob, a sport coat. Fuck Final Bob. Sheet, Bob doesn't need a leather jacket. Bob can buy his own fucking leather jacket. Fuck you, Bob. Emporium Capital's VIP sale this Friday and Saturday. Emporium, Ca Emporium Capwell VIP sale like 20 to 50% off Friday and Saturday. So... Whenever you're listening to this, this Friday and Saturday, VIP sale, 20 to 50% off at Emporium Capwell. But again, fuck Bob. He can buy his own leather jacket. Today, you gotta be better than ever before. Soft and Looks dry like a commercial for the ice page. Oh, no. Hair commercial. Soft and dry. Dry spelt D-R-I. Oh, it's a skating competition. It's a figure skating competition. I guess soft and dry keeps their hair in place so it doesn't get all flowy during the competition. You can also get sure and secret. Again, soft and dry. Dry spelt D-R-I instead of D-R-Y. Now what do they want? Well, the a great thirst in the land. Oh, come now. There is plenty to drink. Oh, my God. Both of their French accents are awful. I mean, I guess it was a commercial in the 80s, so... Oh, so it's a Dr. Pepper commercial, and I guess it's supposed to be a take on a let them eat cake phrase, and instead, I guess it's supposed to be Marie Antoinette, and she's saying let them drink cola instead of let them drink cake. Now what do they want? Well, Paris has a great thirst in the land. Oh, come now. There is plenty to drink. But yeah, the French accents are well, awful. They would like some scrumptious swine soup, eh? Let them drink a cola! But yeah, it's definitely supposed to be Marie Antoinette. But not really strong accents. But it is a Dr. Pepper commercial, so I can't really expect anything more. Olympic games in far-off places. Unfamiliar names and faces. Olympics commercial? Oh, M&M's commercial. But are they sponsoring the Olympics? Because it's showing a bunch of different countries flags. The U.S. guy is wearing a cowboy hat in the fucking on the ski slope. M&M's chocolate candies, official snack food of the '84 Winter Olympics. The milk chocolate melts in your mouth, not in your hand. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I have a, I guess I have a date now on when these commercials took place. 1984, I mean, maybe possibly 1983. You know, could have been when it could have been 83 going into the 84 Olympics, the 1984 Winter Olympics, which were held in Sarajevo. I, I, I know I'm mispronouncing that slightly. It's closer than I get with some with some names, but I know I did still mispronounce that a bit. Sarajevo. I think that's closer. 
But yeah, I don't know why why the U.S. Olympic guy was wearing a fucking cowboy hat on the ski slopes. It doesn't make sense, but fucking let's go with it. It was 84. So, I mean, good job, good job, M&M's. A long skirt, short skirts, satin PJs. We've got your color. Looks like a nail polish Boy, commercial. Straight legs, gray felt hat. We've got your color. Nope, maybe lipstick. Maybe just beauty products. We've got your color. Two hundred and sixty-nine gleaming oh, Revlon shades for your Revlon. One hundred and fifty-six professional okay. shades okay, for that your makes sense. We've got the Revlon color for you. Because Revlon does for do me? nail polish and lipstick. Okay, yeah, so Join that's why they both. So Revlon, yeah. Ooh, four million dollar bingo from Safeway. These three ways, or hit all four corners and win double up to two thousand dollars. Up to two thousand dollars. Forty-three trips and lodging for two anywhere American Airlines flies in the U.S including Hawaii and free groceries for one year save with Safeway low prices weekly spe- <laughs> these days in 2022 free groceries for a year would be better than the fucking $10,000 cash prize Jesus <laughs> is what people are paying for groceries these days I'd rather I'd rather have free groceries for a year than a fucking trip or or, or $10,000 in cash but uh, Safeway, low prices, weekly specials. Play their bingo. And play $4 million bingo at Safeway, America's favorite food store. Sorry, specifically Safeway's $4 million bingo. Sorry, I there's probably a trademark on that. I didn't mean to fuck it up, but Safeway, America's favorite food store. I don't think that's true anymore. Oh, movie commercial. It's a crazy race. Sahara World Rally. In the wildest place on earth, may the best man win. And the man to beat is a woman. Is a woman. Yes, I knew it. <laughs> Brooke Shields, Lambert Wilson. The desert's never been higher. Sahara, rated PG. <laughs> rated P. I love her. <laughs> So, so they put up the the rated PG right after they showed a sh- a scene implying that Brooke Shields and John Reese Davies were were having sex. So it just the fact that that they put up the PG rating after a, a, a simulated sex scene, it's just making me laugh. But I'm pretty sure they remade Sahara. I think. Cause that looks like a moon. Cause based on the plot of that, that sounds like a it, it. Sorry, not sounds, but it looked like a movie that I remember watching in the early two thousands, which I'm sure was a. Yeah, they did remake Sahara in two thousand and five. Yeah, with Matthew McConaughey and Penelope Cruz and Steve's. Whatever fucking happened to Steve's on? Fuck, I forgot about that guy. He was in, like, everything for a while in, like, the early to mid-2000s. He was, like, he, he was cast as, like, everybody's best friend. He never really had a, a too many leading roles, but he was in, like, all these big movies. And I don't, I mean, it looks like he's still getting acting work. Not really big movies. They're, like, TV movies. He's in a movie called Tall Girl 2, which is a TV movie which either aired this year or is airing this year. He was in a movie called 8-Bit Christmas last year, The White Lotus, Good Lord Bird, 
Cowboys, Uncle Frank. Not a whole lot of like, I mean, he's been staying busy. He does a couple of, he does a couple of roles a year. He's in Diary of a Wimpy Kid. But yeah, nothing, nothing like those two thousand Daddy Day, I forgot he was in da Daddy Daycare. He was Marvin in Daddy Daycare. National Security. He did a voice in Chicken Little. He was in The Great Buck Howard. Joyride. Dr. Doolittle 2. He was in Saving Silverman, which really didn't do well at the box office, but it was super hyped at the time because it had Jason Biggs coming off of his success from American Pie and American Pie 2. And I think this is, I think if I remember correctly, Saving Silverman may have been one of the first post-American Pie roles that, that Jason Biggs was in. But yeah, he is, Steve Zahn was in so many things just like, as like the best, sort of like the side character or the, or the best friend in the early to mid 2000s. And then he just dropped off and started doing these like rules in films that no one's heard of. But yeah, Sahara. So yeah, sorry. Sahara 1984 and obviously the Matthew McConaughey version, which led me to talking about Steve Zahn, came out in 2005. Starts Friday, March 2nd, Empire, Ceremony in Alexandria. Off-road rage, dune buggy races. Well, here's the fairgrounds. We've got to deliver the Mixed in with the, the fairground. This is this is a this is a ticket for disaster. Oh, the Ford Ranger got mixed in with the dune buggies. This traffic is terrible. And the widest track of any major traffic You know they better fix that entrance road. The best built American trucks are built. Ford top. They better fix that entrance road. What a fucking horrible commercial. That was, yeah, that was fucking terrible. May have been one of the best-selling trucks in 1983, the Ford Ranger, but I guarantee that this commercial probably dropped fucking sales. I'm not going to look up the, the fucking the financials. Because that would probably take too long to find. But I wouldn't want to buy the truck after watching this commercial. Not a really strong commercial. You know, they better fix that entrance road. The best built American trucks are built for tough. Built for tough. What does it take to excel? It takes an American ball eagle because that's all you're showing. It takes express mail next day. Oh, now we got mountains. And a sunset, maybe sunrise. And our two pound pack is just nine thirty five. Nine thirty five for a two pound pack. So next time, use Eagle that delivers over ninety five thousand packages on time every day. Express mail service. Oh, express we mail. Next day service. For less. We deliver experience for less. U.S. mail. It's no use, brother. I've tried all the other. Oh, it's an ode to Mickey D's. I've never found anything that even sounds as good as McDonald's quarter pounder. With cheese to please and french fries to defy any other to even try to satisfy my needs. When 100% beef is a must, it's McDonald's that I trust. Because I'm a mean potatoes man. So please understand, in my humble point of view, it will always be McDonald's and me and you. McDonald's sponsor for the 1984 Olympic Games. Musk from Prince Specifically Winter Olympic Games. Oh, we got a woman put on pantyhose. Aviance Night Musk. Put it on and have an Aviance Night. Oh, it's a perfume commercial. Aviance Night Musk. From who? Prince Machiavelli. Put it on. 
Aviance Night Musk. Put it on and have an Aviance Night. Put it on and have an Aviance Night. <laughs> also from Prince Machabelli. From Prince Machabelli, okay. The mascara that won't oh, come now on. we got a now we got a cartoon turning into a real life person. Is this an AHA commercial? It's not. Mascara with a sealer. Oh, this is available from the same company. Okay, okay, I get it. Oh, now we're getting a commercial of twins, uh, men and women, and dogs. Oh, there's some twin women on. I can't even think of what the fuck it is. But they're all on a beach. It's Wrigley's Double Mint Gum, which is why they're showing all these twins. I'd rather... No, I'm not going to say it. I was going to say I'd rather double my pleasure with you, but you know what? That's totally inappropriate. Not, not really strong on my part. What the fuck is Diet Chastain? The cola. The can looks like a knockoff of Pepsi based on the colors. <laughs> I want to pop Shasta. <laughs> Is Shasta still around? I highly doubt it. That's gotta. That had to have been bought out by somebody. Shasta. There's a lot of things for Shasta. Shasta cola. There we go. Shasta, oh, it is still around. Shasta Beverages is an American soft drink manufacturer that, mar that markets a value-priced soft drink line with a wide variety of soda flavors, as well as a few drink mixers under the brand name Shasta. The company name is derived from Mount Shasta in Northern California and the associated Shasta Springs. Founded in 1889... Parent company is National Beverage Corps. The fuck is National Beverage Corps? List of brands. Okay, so National Beverage Corps owns Shasta, Fago, Everfresh, LaCroix, Sparkling Water, Rip It, Clear Fruit, Mr. Pure, Ritz, not the crackers, Crystal Bay, Cascadia Sparkling Clear, Ohana Punch, Big Shot, and Double Hit. I've never heard of Shasta. I am shocked that they're still around. I guess they, I mean, I'm in Canada. I guess they have a specific market maybe. But yeah, I've, I've, I've never heard of Shasta until this commercial. But moving on, we're getting a commercial of traffic on a highway. Yeah, traffic northbound is really heavy. Story this traffic wears me out. Traffic wears us all out, my friend. It doesn't seem to help. Those car bills. There must be a better way. There is. County <laughs> Transit has convenient express routes, park and ride lots to get you to and from work. Ah, what a classic 80s trope. There must be a better way. <laughs> oh, I, I love it. I love it. I tried to leave earlier, but it doesn't seem to help. Those car bills. There must be a better way. There is. County Transit has convenient express routes and park and ride lots to get you to and from work relaxed. Santa Clara County Transit. It's a better way to go. Is it? Is it? All right. If, if, if you're, if you're listening to this and you happen to live in Santa Clara, 
Can you please message me on one of my social medias, either Twitter, Instagram, or or Facebook at Drunk D Podcasts on Twitter or Instagram, Facebook.com backslash drunk discussions. Let me know, is Santa Clara Transit the better way? I need to know. Watch Maybe in the eighties it was. Drive a car. A German demands an engine. Oh, that we've can got a car commercial. I think it's a Volvo. All day. A German insists on suspension that challenges every corner. He requires a lot of car for his money. So naturally, the best-selling sports sedan in Germany that you can buy in America is the advanced engineered Audi 4000S. Oh, Audi. Audi keeps passing the test. See your Porsche Audi and, and in the commercial, somebody's taking it for a test drive and once he bring, once he brings back the car for a test drive, there's a lineup of about 15 more people behind him waiting for uh, waiting to take the car on a test drive themselves. But based on the distance he covered in that in that commercial, because it looked like he took the car for a long test drive, the time of day really didn't change. <laughs> it looked like it was still the time of day from when he took it out to when he brought it back. But it looked like he covered a lot of ground. Like, it looked like he would have had it out for about two to three hours based on the scenery of his test drive. But anyways, Audi, the art of engineering. All new Audis come with a 24-month unlimited mileage limited warranty. See your Porsche Audi dealer for details. For details. I'm Jacques Perrault, here to show you the difference I'm Ocho. between How's it going? Splendor and these leading shampoos. Shampooing can destroy the cuticle. Your hair's beauty Shampoo can destroy the, the cuticles. Broken cuticles. But your Splendor shampoo is hair defense. Splendor's rich lather helps... Splendor won't defend your cuticles, though. Splendor works to cushion your hair... And not only is it Splendor, it's Splendid. Oh, there we go. There's there's the thumbnail. It's at, So it wasn't... It wasn't a woman getting orally pleasured like I thought based on the thumbnail. It was a woman tossing her hair back after getting it shampooed with Splendor. So very, very misleading thumbnail. I'm sorry, guys. I thought this was going to be naughty commercials of the 80s, but I guess that's... I guess that wouldn't be really strong and wouldn't, wouldn't make it on YouTube. Splendor helps protect the cuticle better. Splendor works to cushion your hair and defend the cuticle from damage. Splendor leaves your hair healthy looking and shiny. Beautiful. New Splendor shampoo. Splendor is hair defense. Splendor is hair defense. Gina Lollobrigida, but when I'm in Italy, I go straight for the welcome that means the most to me. In America, I go straight for the phone. It's the best way to keep close when you're far away. With AT&T's lowest rates, you can dial a one-minute call to most of Europe for only one forty-two. A dollar forty-two or a hundred and forty-two dollars? Because with the with the quality of this video, okay, I see it. There is a decimal. With the with the quality of this video, it was hard to make out the the decimal. So for a second, I thought it was a hundred and forty-two dollars per minute for a phone call to Europe. But it's actually a dollar forty-two per minute to Europe. Or sorry, one a dollar forty-two for a one-minute call to Europe, with each additional minute costing eighty cents, which is ridiculous. Who's gonna make a phone call to Europe and be off the phone in a in in a minute? Like, come on, that that dollar forty-two. It should be a dollar forty-two for the first ten minutes, and then uh, and then eighty cents for every additional minute after that. Because if you're calling from the States to fucking Europe, you're not just going to hang up in a minute. 
you're obviously calling to talk to somebody for a long time. This is a moot point, obviously, now in 2022, because we're all connected by the internet, so you don't have to fucking call. You can just, like, FaceTime, you can Skype, you can Zoom. There's so many other ways, but it just doesn't make sense. In the 80s, even today, if you're calling somebody, it's not going to be... If you're calling from America to Europe, it's not just going to be for a minute. You're not just going to be like, hey, how's it going? Oh, my minute's up. Gotta go. It should have been $1.42 for like at least the first five minutes. I would have been generous and given them $1.42 for the first 10 minutes and then 80 cents for every additional minute because you know they're going to be on the phone for a while if they're calling Europe. But, you know, that's just me. I, I, I'm, I'm just a generous guy. 80 cents each minute after. So if you can't be there, give them a hug from far away. Call. AT&T, we bring the world closer. Fuck you, AT&T. Fuck you, AT&T. introduces a beautiful statistic. Seven out of ten women have skin that is partly dry, partly oily. And so Revlon solves their problem. With How, Revlon? Tell makeup. me. Skin balancing makeup. It skin puts your skin makeup. in perfect balance with an uncommon texture, tone, and color. And so touchingly beautiful. Skin balancing makeup from Revlon. For seven out of in ten liquid or cream. That's, yeah, that's super convenient. Thank you, Revlon. It was late. Very late. Then How late was it? In. Please. It's like a film noir commercial. I offered her the usual. No, thanks. She turned down my job, no. too. Uh, you must help me. She More bad after. Help, but I offered her a diet cola anyway. Uh-uh. Then it hit me. This was no ordinary dame. Oh, another Dr. Pepper commercial. Sugar-free Dr. Pepper. It would have been funny if their tagline was Dr. Pepper, made for no ordinary dames. Considering the commercial, he said, this isn't for no ordinary dame. They should have made a tagline of it. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. California excitement spoken here. The hot new fire. Oh, it's a car commercial. Spoken for. The 2000 Sunbirds. This one's spoken for. A high performance 6000. Spoken for? This one's spoken for. Spoken for. We've got more California and we're ready to deal. If you haven't talked to your Pontiac dealer, you have to shop for a car. Dealing on every Pontiac, even Fiera. I like that they included captions for the song. If a what was the final tagline? No your you in California? If California, and we're ready to deal. If you haven't talked to your Pontiac dealer, haven't shopped for a car. Dealing on every Pontiac, even Fiero. Now you're talking. See your California Pontiac dealer, okay? If a Only in California. If a bookstore said no to your choices, you'd go find one that said yes. So why take no for an answer at a gas station when you'll find so many yeses at a Chevron station? There's a yes for low self Chevron? prices. A I yes thought it was Chevron. And that means a double I've been mispronouncing it for my entire life. Yes for our credit card, too. Yes in daytime, yes at night. There's a pocket full of yeses at Chevron. Don't take no for an answer. Chevron says yes. Yes at night. There's a pocket full of low self-serve prices. Don't take no for an answer. Chevron says yes. Chevron says yes, not Chevron. We both knew you could. Another Olympic commercial. Ah, uh, there's a proud mom and dad looking at their Olympic athlete. And now we got a montage of dad training the Olympic athlete through the years. Dr. Pepper? 
Oh, Diet Coke. Diet Coke. And uh, how, how nice is that? Like, the Olympic athlete puts his medal around his dad's neck at the end of it and gives him a big hug, thanking him for all his hard work and, and helping train him. I'm assuming it's supposed to be a gold medal, but they don't actually show the medal. They Diet just show Coke. the ribbon that the medal is attached to. And that does it for 80s commercials, volume 897. Uh, you know what? I'm at an hour. I'm at about an hour, four and a half minutes. So let's let's see if I can find one more 80s commercial that's maybe about 10 minutes long or so. I don't want to do anything that's too, too long, but I do want to get some extra. I do want to do one more thing of commercials. These commercials, 8.95 at 8 minutes and 16 seconds. Yeah, let's do that. We'll return after these messages. Will you? I don't believe you. Babies everywhere are sharing their secrets about Johnson's It's not a really strong move to lie to me. You don't say. Johnson's will keep me cool and dry. I'll try a little. Johnson and Johnson baby powder. Is that right? Johnson's will make me feel silky soft. It's a mother and father talking to their to their baby about Johnson baby powder and how soft it is so that they can put it on their skin. It'll keep you comfortable. Take it from a baby. Take it from a baby. Johnson and Johnson baby powder will keep you comfortable. I mean, I wouldn't trust baby. Babies are known liars. That's that's just scientific fact. There's pie charts and fucking graphs that show how big of a liar that babies are. Don't don't take it from a baby. I am stuck on Band-Aid Brand. We're at a fire firehouse with a fire truck and a and a Dalmatian. Oh my god. I'm not gonna go into details, but this commercial would not fly today. There is a lot of culture appropriation in this. After they after they show the initial firefighter, there is a lot of culture appropriation and I would even say racial stereotypes in this commercial. I'm not going to get into details explaining it, but yeah, this this commercial for Band-Aid brand Band-Aids would not fly today. And I guess I mean, we all commonly call it Band-Aids, but Band-Aid is actually the brand from Johnson & Johnson. Band-Aid brand adhesive bandages from Johnson & Johnson have our super stay on adhesive. You'll notice the difference because it stays on you better You'll than anything else you can difference. find. I'm stuck on So that last one with the kids saying, I'm stuck on Band-Aids because Band-Aids stuck on me. So it's this, it's this kid and it looks like he's at a party and there's an adult there and there's two two young girls with him as well and it's a young boy and the boy and the two young girls are bobbing for apples and i don't know if it's just the quality of this uh, of this video or if it was actually like this in the 80s but <laughs> instead of having water or like apple residue on his face it looks like he has a white powdery substance <laughs> on his face and it looks like he just snorted a shit ton of cocaine. <laughs> Strumming hands and oh, we got a uh, woman wearing a cowboy hat banging a tambourine. Oh, it's an M&M's commercial. 
Melts in your mouth. Not in your hands. Not gonna lie, the woman in this commercial is super cute. And she's a redhead. And I have a thing for redheads, so this appeals to me. The milk chocolate that melts in your mouth, not in your hands. M&M's. Oh, we got a dad taking his son to the barbershop. First trip to the barbershop. Okay, a little snip, a little clip. Now there, it's not so bad. You're ready for a special treat at Burger King with It's Dad. a Burger King commercial. <laughs> I was not expecting a <coughs> Excuse me. I was not expecting a Burger King commercial. I thought maybe a commercial for shampoo or something, but <laughs> not a Burger King commercial. Oh, that's amazing. That is amazing. Oh. Burger King with dad. Juicy burgers just his size. Feeling special with a shake and fries. Make it special. Make it Burger King. Make it special. Make it Burger King. Oh, man. I need Burger King to put out more commercials with jingles and with, like, misleading intros. That was fucking phenomenal. Well, well done, Burger King. Really, really strong job on that commercial. We continue the now the with King. The Return of the King. Mom, uh, we're not going to see Lord of the Rings Return of the King. And guess what I have? We're getting a bratty little kid with his tooth falling out. Oh, Trident, sugarless gum. And tastes great. And see, four out of five dentists surveyed recommend sugar. Surveyed recommend sugar. Mmm, it is softer and tastes great. And see, four out of five dentists surveyed recommend sugarless gum for their patients who chew gum. Gee, Mom, I like this new Trident. Good, because I like that new tooth. <laughs> Wait. Because it's a sugarless gum, is this is this commercial trying to imply that sugar makes your teeth fall out? Or because they're saying that Trident sugarless gum is now softer, that it's just it's better for you if you have like tooth pains from like losing a tooth. I'm con I'm confused by what message. Pardon me. I'm confused by what message Trident sugarless gum is trying to sell me here. But it is new, softer Trident Sugarless Gum, recommended by moms who care about teeth, as well as four out of five dentists. And that fifth dentist that doesn't recommend it can go fuck himself. He's, pro he's probably getting taken out by the union. New, softer Trident. It's improved, recommended by moms who care about teeth. Oh, we got a broken down bus on a country road. Oh no, it's not broken down. It is stopped. It's a fought. It's a grown. It's a grown ass man visiting his his mom and pop back on the farm. Hellman's is real man. And it's a Hellman's mayonnaise commercial. Because when it comes to your family, you don't want to compromise. And with Hellman's, you don't. You don't know me. You don't know what I want to do when it comes to my family. Maybe I do want his. The okay, Hellman's. It wouldn't be home with without Hellman's. Okay, but his the 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 actor playing his father. Looks like he's actually old enough to be the guy's father. The actress playing his mother looks like he it looks like she could be playing his wife. 
Like, she is super young. She she looks about the same age as the guy that's playing the, the adult son in this. They both look like they're maybe in their late 30s, early 40s. Complete miscast of the mother here. Boo, Hellman's boo. Whoever your casting director on this, nah, should be fired. Now this dollhouse is an antique. Uh, we got tell? a mom no and her baby daughter pampers. looking at a dollhouse. Well, I would say toddler, not not baby. Pampers. Or maybe it is a baby pampers because Susan it's pampers diapers. Kid looks maybe a year and a half, two years sure. old. Wet both and is that still is that still considered a? Baby, or is that in toddler territory? Quilted pampers stay twice as dry. Quilted pampers stay twice as dry. Tracy Austin playing tennis. I don't know if Tracy Tennis was actually a... Oh, I guess she actually was a tennis player because now it shows Sugar Ray Leonard in a boxing match. And I know Sugar Ray Leonard was actually a boxer. But I want to do a quick Google search on Tracy Austin because now I am interested. Give me one sec here. Let's see what I can pull up on the old Google machine. Oh, she's a former world number one ranked tennis player. And she won three Grand Slam titles. And she won the mixed doubles title at the 1980 Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Sorry, I've had maybe a little bit too much to drink. And uh, I'm starting to slur my, my words. So I'm sorry. Her total career prize money was $2,092,380. I am not going to look up and see what that would be adjusted for inflation. She was inducted into the International Tennis Hall of Fame in 1992. She had a career record of 335 wins and 90 losses, 78.82 win percentage, 30 career titles, her highest ranking was number one on April 7th, 1980. Her biggest win came at, in, in terms of Grand Slam titles, came at the U.S. Open. She won the U.S. Open in 1979 and 1981 as a singles competitor. She did win the doubles title at Wimbledon, but she failed to win Wimbledon as a singles competitor. She finished in the semifinals in 79 and 80, and then in the French Open, the furthest she got was the quarterfinals in 82 and 83, and the Australian Open, she only managed to get to the quarterfinals in 1981. So those were her best results from each Grand Slam tournament. She was also the Tour Finals winner in 1980, uh, her career doubles record was 13 and 16 with five career titles. Her highest ranking in the doubles was number 41 on August 14th, 1989. Oh, it was mixed doubles of Wimbledon that she actually won in. So she didn't win the doubles tournament. So doubles tournament is two women, mixed doubles is a man and, and a woman. So she didn't win the doubles tournament of Wimbledon, but she won the mixed doubles tournament of Wimbledon in 1980. So not, not a bad career, but I have never, ever heard of her. Coming now, a fresh look on the scene with a whole new style of living, light and crisp and clean. That's why oh, John <coughs> Oh, it's a 7-Up commercial. I guess it's a good thing that 7-Up is... 
I was about to say, I guess it's a good thing that 7-Up is doing a jingle over the over the John McEnroe montage, because if they allowed him to talk, he'd probably be swearing at, at somebody. But they did allow him to talk, but thankfully he stuck to his lines and didn't end up yelling at anyone. At least in the cut that made the commercial. I would love to see the behind the scenes on this. And now we see Tracy Austin drinking a 7-Up. And there's Sugar Ray Leonard drinking a 7-Up as, well, not drinking, but holding a 7-Up as he's uh, skipping rope or jumping rope. 7-Up. America is turning 7-Up. What a shitty catchphrase. Not really strong. Happy Days, the Fonz prepares to face his fate when an all-girl cycle gang decides to give him his last ride. Then, Laverne panics when Shirley severs the buddy system and insists that Laverne make it on her own. That Shirley, how dare she? Angels risk their lives to retrieve a priceless stolen treasure on a special two-hour Charlie's Angels. Now stay tuned as Peter Strauss stars an angel on my shoulder on the eight. Ah, shit. I just accidentally uh, skipped to the next video. I meant to pause it, but I skipped to the next video. Let me let me go back. Just a sec. Leave a priceless stolen treasure on a there special two-hour Charlie's Angels. Now stay tuned as Peter Strauss stars an angel on my shoulder on the ABC Sunday night. ABC Sunday Night Movie. I'm just trying to figure out what this what this movie is that they're talking over the end credits for is at the moment. Let me see if I can look up some of hey, these cast members. It looks like it was probably some sort of Western movie. Gonna try to see. The associate producer was Masakai Tezuka or Yizuka. It's hard to it's hard to tell if that's a T or a Y. But I will try to find out. Oh, maybe it's not. No, no, I don't think that's. Hmm. I'm just really interested to know what this movie is that was playing. Music department. Uh, looks like it might have been The Last Dinosaur. Let me see if I can find cast and crew. Wind this a little bit. Maybe not. I just really want to know. Sorry, I know I'm dragging out this podcast by trying to look this up. I'm just super fucking curious as to what this is. Don't think this would be the one. Maybe it's the Hobbit. Is it the Hobbit? I think it's the Hobbit. The animated film from 1977. Special two-hour Charlie's Angels. Now stay tuned as Peter Strauss stars an angel on my shoulder on the ABC Sunday Night Movie. Next. I'm going with it was the 1977 version of The Hobbit. A Rankin Bass production. It has to be. It has to be because now they're showing The Return of the King. It had to have been The Hobbit. An ABC News Brief brought to you by Ford Cars. Now from New York, Tom Gerald. Good evening. A Cuban military plane Good evening, has sunk a Bahamian patrol boat, which had seized two Cuban fishing vessels about 300 miles south of Nassau. Four Bahamians died and several others were injured. Oh, shit. Unconfirmed reports say a Cuban helicopter landed troops on the Bahamian island 
and MiG fighters have prevented officials from investigating. Well, the Coast fuck. Guard has rescued nearly 300 Cubans from overcrowded boats as the Freedom Flotilla continues. The sea lift claimed its eighth victim today, a man killed in a towing accident. The Jesus death toll was Christ. revised upward to 32 in the Tampa Bay Bridge disaster. Salvage crews discovered more bodies as a Greyhound bus that fell from the Sunshine Skyway Bridge was pulled from the water. Now this. Jesus, Tom, it's you just now. came at me the with all this fucking assistance. horrible news, and now you're cutting to commercial for, for fucking Ford. But it is Ford's incredible offer for a limited time, only at participating Ford dealers. Looks like we're getting $400, $500 off. Program for car buyers in history. Money back on every new Ford car. It's Ford's incredible offer. Money back on every on the car. Leg of its and now back to Tom Gerald with fucking terrible winds news. pushed the balloon Kitty Hawk into Canada. More on the ABC Weekend Report. Monday, a homemaker's dream, a computer-run house. And a Monday on That's Incredible. Can we stop cutting to Tom Rowe because he just comes back with... Then, what Ron the Steiger fuck? James Coburn. What Two. the fuck? That's incredible, and it shows us, uh, I guess, a Devil's stuntman on a bike trying to jump over a bunch of vans, and then he just fucking explodes midair. What the fuck? This is... Rod Steiger and James but at least Coburn. we got fistful of dynamite after that. This is just taking such a dark turn. Monday, that's incredible, followed by a fistful of dynamite. Starts at 8, 7 central, only on ABC. We found the sock, you find the foot that fits it. We'll get him. Smell, Duke. Yeah, come on. Burlington socks are remarkably better. Well, he, he's just fun in here. They've been treated with BioGuard, the odor controller. Helps control sock odor for the life of the sock. Sport, dress, or casual socks. The green stripe... They're so good at hiding odor that even a police dog cannot pick up the scent off of one of these socks. That is what this commercial is implying. On the toe says they're Burlington treated with BioGuard. Made better by Burlington. Burlington Bioguards. I'm sorry, Burlington Bioguard socks. Mr. Smith and Mr. Buckkiss, famous light beer drinkers. Mr. Buckkiss, as in Dick Buckkiss? We're not just a couple yes, of animals who can only That is football. Dick Buckkiss. We can be civilized too. Tennis is sophisticated, but you still got to be fast on your feet. So we still drink light beer from Miller. It's got a third less Miller calories light than the regular beer. beer, and it's less filling. And it really tastes great. No black singles, fly, but it'll do in a pinch, nice I suppose. Miller Lite. Tennis, anyone? Really strong. Take a drink. Like beer from Miller. Everything you always wanted in a beer and less. Special Everything you wanted in a 11. beer and less. What a shitty fucking tagline. That one was not really strong. But Real Life Love Boat airs at 11 p.m. on WABC TV New York. Let me rewind that just a bit so I can catch the catch that Boys one. Always wanted in a beer and less. Special report Tuesday at eleven. Oh, it's a special report on the eleven o'clock news. Real life love boat. I guess it's a cruise ship that just allows people to fucking bang. I'm I'm not sure. Didn't give me much information, but now it's cut into the American flag, the stars and stripes. Oh, it's the movies. ABC. Sunday. Movie. Tonight, a world premiere motion. I really miss when networks used to do like weekend movies and made like a huge production out of them. 
that was amazing, man. I mean, I guess they don't do it anymore because of so many fucking streaming services these days. People can go to many other places and, and find the movies they want. Plus, home video, like, really ruined the, the network weekend movies, like the Saturday night at the movies and the Sunday night at the movies. But, I mean, I grew up with that in, in the late 80s and early 90s. And even the wonderful world, the, the wonderful world of Disney, things like that, like... It was just different. It was it was nice. It was it was fun. It's just it's just not the same anymore. The ABC Sunday Night Movie. Once upon a time, Eddie Cagle died. I was praying. But a funny thing happened. I believe him. The hell. I ain't getting in there. Eddie sold his soul. No, the fuck! It cuts off right at the end. What movie was that? What movie was that? Okay, I. Please, please indulge me as I take a moment to try to look that up. Eddie, Eddie Cagle. I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can find this. I have something that comes up that says the many loves of Dobie Gillis, but that looks like a TV series. No, all I can find is this fucking TV series. Man, I want to know what that movie was at the end, but I guess I'm not going to know. And neither will you, so I guess apologies for that. But that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Drunk Discussions. I've gone on for about an hour and 31 minutes now. Like I said off the top of the podcast, you can find this show on most podcasts and platforms. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you've already found it. But I'd appreciate it if you spread the word to to your friends. Let them know where they can find it. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and of course, Podbean, drunkdiscussions.podbean.com. You can follow on social media at Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Pardon me. Or you can find the podcast on Facebook, facebook.com backslash drunkdiscussions. If you want to help support the show financially, you can do a one-time donation to PayPal, paypal.me backslash drunkdiscussions. I'm working on getting the Patreon page back up, but you can hopefully soon follow us there. Patreon.com backslash Drunk Discussions. And of course, you can buy some merch. Wear the show loud. Wear the show proud. Put the show on your chest with a shirt or a hoodie. We also have mugs and I think mouse pads, other accessories, other small things here and there. Go to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash Drunk Discussions. Like I said, check out MPOW xmpow.com that's xmpow.com i really love their headphones i'm not sponsored by them but i think i think their products are great and i will constantly i will continue to shout them out hashtag sponsor me mpow hashtag sponsor me blackfly the drink of choice on this episode blackfly orange crushed vodka cooler i feel like i'm forgetting some things but It is what it is, so I'm going to wrap it up right here. And as always, whether you're listening to this show in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, whatever time of day it is, where you are, when you're listening, I thank you for listening, I appreciate you listening, and I will talk to you again very, very soon. Bye-bye.